Yes, people, it's episode 248 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff, obviously. How are you doing? Are you well? Um, I am at home. It's a Sunday evening, um, and I'm trying to record this pod as quick as possible because the baby's asleep. Down the end of the hall, white noise on, keeping her occupied. <laughs> so we don't know when she's going to wake up. This pod may be interrupted with me just having to just cut it and going to tend to her. But how are you all doing? Um, it's a, been a busy weekend for me, but a fun, fun, family-packed weekend. Um, four different events. I guess went to a friend's children's Halloween party on Saturday in the afternoon. I went to my auntie's house um, Saturday evening. And then went to coach football in the morning on Sunday. Then went to a friend's house Sunday afternoon. Then went to Naomi's uh, grandparents' house um, Sunday evening. So it's just been packed. And um, just seeing what a performer and a fraudulent child we have. Um, in the sense of everyone sees her. Well, she's not fraudulent, but everyone sees her. And like, she's so quiet. She's so calm. Uh, and she is in public, but then soon as she gets indoors, she's just like, yeah. <laughs> so we're wondering if she's just probably just, she might just be an extrovert. She just wants to go out. She just finds us boring. She doesn't want to hang out with mum and dad. Boring. Wants to see more people. That's it. Um, I'm going to say last week, she started babbling now, and she just hasn't stopped. Um, she laughed twice, like two weeks ago, and then just hasn't laughed since. So, you know, real tough crowd, real real tough cookie to crack there. But yeah, um, what's been going on in the world? Tottenham is still terrible. Like, do we get rid of Nuno Espirito Santo? You know, I want him to do well, but um, he's just noisy. I just, I, I think he may be out of his depth. But who do Tottenham get if Tottenham sack him? Who do Tottenham get? Who wants to be manager of Tottenham Hotspur Football Club right now? It's not going to sink in ship. It's, it's hard to recognise it as a ship. You know, your main man wants to leave. Your players have down tools. But, you know, my brother said to me that Region, our regular left back, he's uh, he's partying in Madrid. No, he went out partying on Friday. He wants to go back to Madrid. It's just the club's in a poor state. There you go, look, I'm looking on the baby monitor. It looks like she may be awake. Maybe my voice is travelling down the hallway. Uh, oh, nope, she stopped. She stopped. It's really annoying. So basically she's got eczema on her face, right? Um, but one of her comforts is to rub her face. So you can see the, the vicious cycle that's beginning. Um, but anyway, back to Tottenham shit spurs. Um... Yeah, I don't know, it's just such a poor state. Just to see teams like West Ham just get their shit together and go. You see Chelsea, they're under Lampard. Get Tuchel in, new manager. They didn't really change the players, didn't change personnel. Bam, got them working. Just made it work. But they won the Champions League last year and then they just bought Lukaku as well. Jesus. I mean... Could any is any manager good enough to come into that Tottenham team and go right? I'm going to get these guys firing. 
Because we have got good players on that pitch, to be fair. So you should be able to get them fired, but they they don't want to play. They don't, or clearly don't want to play with this manager. Um, and just uh, us as a board level, we just don't have anyone wants to actually back a new manager. They don't back them fully. You know, you, we, need, we need a big overhaul. Sell Kane. I love Kane, but sell him. Get the money. Use that to rebuild. Take it and just say, look, we ain't doing anything for five years. I mean, we haven't done anything for five years before. We've got a League Cup final and a Champions League final in the past uh, five years. And that's not to say that's not good, but it's not like we're going to be really sacrificing something, right? It's not like we've been winning leagues and all, you know, we're missing out on winning leagues. We, we haven't won any leagues for a long time. So, yeah, I think that's what we need to do. Really back a manager's project. Get rid of Kane, sell all the deadwood, doesn't matter what value you get of them, just get rid of them and just build. This is the new team, this is the new top, this is the system I want to play. These are the players I want. And that's what you do. And do what? I think the fans just go, fair enough, new era, we'll start again. What it just feels like is just a hangover of Poch. We didn't want Poch to leave. Poch said players need to be refreshed two years before he left. Didn't happen. So he was just like wringing out the maximum he could out of this squad that wasn't the squad he wanted. And he got him to a Champions League final. And then he went. Then he had Jose. And he got a few players in, but it still it wasn't a Jose team, was it? Like Bale. That wasn't the Jose signing. That was Levy goes, I want Bale. Why? It's commercial. It'll sell shirts. But Jose had no interest in having a player like Bell. Disrupted the balance of his team. Then he was told he had to play him. See what I mean? So it's just like... Whew. So you gave you get a world-class man, you don't let him manage. And that's what you need. But anyway, I support Crystal Palace and West Ham. <laughs> Proper teams. Um, but what has begun in the world as well? I was just talking about football. I don't know what's happening in the news. Um, I can't think of anything of real significance that jumps out into my head. Um, now I was trying to understand the bloody fishing dispute between France and the UK, and then I realised I really don't care. You know, you ever pretend that you're interested in the topic just to seem smarter, that you feel like I should know about this. It seems like a, seems like a highbrow thing to know. Real dinner party chat. But um, I've, I have no idea about it, no interest. I mean, as I said, I went to four social events. I didn't bring up any dispute between England and France over shipping rights. Who cares? I'm trying to drink my beer, mate. Shut up. Um, I think, what else? What else have I done? The other one, yeah, in the week, I gigged in the week, which was fun, actually, there was a fun gig, and um, gigged at a club that I was actually, um, not sure of the owner, well, not he's not the owner, he's part of the booking team, he's a comedian, he, he blacklisted me before, uh, I'm not sure if he remembers, it was me, but many years have passed, and when it came to book me for this gig, I just simply gave him a different email address. <laughs> And there you go, I performed. So I'm now back in, back into the club. Uh, to be fair, he backlisted me without ever seeing me perform. So 
That's the politics of comedy, people. The dark side of comedy. It ain't about racism and sexism, all that stuff. Nah, nah, nah. The dark side of comedy is being blacklisted. Not even for your material. Over business things. That, um... That I had no real say in, so it's stupid. Um, right, what else? Oh, I can't feel anything that's gone on this week. I keep on saying what else, but I don't know. Um, let's see. Twitter. Um, Skepta's trending. Why? Um, strictly don't care about that although I do want obviously Judy Love to win um, so, so I should just scroll Twitter that's not going to be very good pod material is it um, let me think let me think let me think let me think you know, that's what I'll have a little search on. So what you do, you go to uh, he- news headlines. You just write news headlines. BBC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Newspaper headlines. That's boring. Boring, boring. Boring. I mean, the Queen doesn't feel well. Um, but she is old, so that's fair. Um, Zayn Malik's done something. Oh, listen, there is nothing to talk about this week. Right, I'll be honest with you guys. Nothing caught my interest. I hope you're listening to this part of the pod at times two speed. Because <laughs> there was a lot of dead air um, in that pod. Um, alright, fuck it. How long have I speak for? I can be speaking for about six minutes. Ten, alright. Let's get on some Dear Deirdre and we'll see um, what we can find. And we'll just speak, we'll spin out of that. How about that? Uh, okay. Oh, big yawn. Swipe not right. Everyone I match with on dating app is either old enough to be my dad or young enough to be my child. Alright, what app is this? Because surely you can just set the age parameters. I know when I was on Tinder and Plenty of Fish, you could literally say, I want someone between this age and that age. So how about you just do that? Sexist, but I think this is a woman. Definitely a woman. Who just probably doesn't know how to use the app. Because guys, when we're on dating apps, like women be like, I want a guy who, I'm, I'm 27, so I want a guy who is 20, between 29 and 32, and I want him to earn this amount, and I want him to live this far from me, I need to be able to drive though, because I need him to pick me up, it's just better criteria, 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 guy on a dating app here, yeah, he's just like, right, Distance from me doesn't matter. Age over 18. <laughs> Guys are savages. Alright, let me. Uh, 
she is, oh God, right, pausing the pod, bear with me people, where were we, okay, we're back, um, to my dating apps, yeah, because there's just a different attitude, right, these dating apps, I'm trying to understand how this person can't find anyone their age, I just think it's definitely going to be a woman, but let's see, let's see. Dear Deidre, every time a dating app matches me with anyone, they are either old enough to be my dad or young enough to be my child. On a few occasions I've matched with anyone my own age, they have either divided sex straight away, definitely a woman, which I'm not prepared to do, or been very socially awkward. Yep, sounds like a woman having to deal with dating apps. Um, I'm 42 and divorced and feel like life is passing me by. I would love to meet someone to go travelling with and take long walks with on the weekend. Um, why don't you just get friends then? You don't need... Do you need a boyfriend to go travelling and take long walks? I swear to God, it's like... When you read some of these dating profiles... I remember I used to read some of them. And I was like, ugh, you think you're so interesting, but you are the, the most boring person ever. You're a cliche. You have women posting things like, oh, I really love to go out, but I like nights in. It's like... Okay, so you just like being. <laughs> you know, when people apply for a job, it's like, I can work in a team, but I'm very independent. It's like, so you just working. That's what you like doing. But we don't actually admit any weaknesses or, or actually try to focus on the strength. You just sound like you don't do anything. So when you have this one going, I like going out, but I like staying in. It's just like, brilliant, all right, good. You know, you can do that with your friends. I didn't write anything down that made a boyfriend sound needed or wanted. Anyway, um, I'm in good shape, but I work long hours and just don't know how to meet the right person. I found it intimidating getting out on the dating scene. I've been married for 20 years. Yeah, I hear that. Rules have changed. And from what I can see, people are only interested in sex. My date last night walked out after I made it clear I would not sleep with him on the first night. Um... Yeah, well, I mean, you got to respect his honesty, though. <laughs> he didn't leave you down, lead you down a path of relationship. He was just like, so, we banging tonight? No. I oh, then I'm bouncing. I don't really know what you and I have to talk about anymore, but enjoy your life. I mean, he maybe could have found that out, like, from text. You know, we really want to just get that bottomed out straight away. No, don't waste any time. Just let's just let's just agree. We, we doing this? No, all right. I'll I'll go home. <laughs> uh, okay, look at this one. Making a stink. My husband's constant farting and burping in bed is ruining our marriage. Like one, is he actually doing it on purpose? You know that sometimes. You think you hate your husband because he burps and farts all the time. But sometimes you may just hate your husband anyway. So him doing something involuntary like burping or farting, you just go, you're, you're doing that on purpose. Wait a minute. Oh, this pod ain't happening. I can hear this child again. All right, we, we, we're pausing again. Jesus. Alright people, we're back. If you hear some breathing on the pod, it is our special guest. Sleeping on my chest. Um, it's not right about this pod. You know? 
they will see. I'm gonna have to read from behind her head so the light doesn't wake her up. Anyway, dear Deirdre, I'm sick of my husband burping in my face and letting it rip from bed. Uh, we've been together for eight years and married for two. Uh, we've got two sons. I'm, 20, I'm 29, he's 30. He still dresses well and works out. He's a good looking bloke, but I'm fed up with his disgusting habits. So you don't understand because you've had these disgusting habits before you got married, before you had kids. So that's what I'm saying. He just now pisses you off. There's something else about him that annoys you. And now these things are, you know, just can't ignore. Inexcusable suddenly. Well, he laughed at his fart before. And he's like, she loves the farts. Anyway, um, I know everyone gets wind, but the way he deals with it is so awkward. He lets rip constantly, doesn't care. Um, he does it when we are eating dinner, when we're getting frisky in bed, that's nasty. And even when I'm spooning him, so it vibrates against my stomach. But why is he little spoon though? Anyway, at first he thought it was funny. Now I think he just doesn't care. I've asked him to stop and he gives me a half-hearted apology and then does it again. That's weird. I'm starting to find him unattractive. How can I get him to stop? His latest trick is to go in for a kiss and then burp before our lips touch. He's gross. Do what? My instant reaction was what I basically want to do. Just vomit on his mouth. Like if he burps just before you kiss him, literally vomit on him. And if that doesn't act as a, you know, a warning for him to be like, yeah, I should never do that again. That's it. Just, just make yourself sick. Vomit on, like, a really personal possession of his, something he deems important. Like his favourite T-shirt. Have it laid out on the bed. Make out use iron it for him. You know? Then when he farts, but just make out the smell hit you so hard. Put your two things down the back of your throat and just vomit on his shit. Vomit on his stuff, honestly. That's it. Don't just say, oh, it makes me feel sick. Tell him it makes you find him unattractive and then when he does it next time, just vomit. That's it. Um, or just talk about some, make up a guy at work and talk about him. Just say, oh, he never farts. He's so tall. And rich. <laughs> um, wow, this is mad. Fifty Shades of Shame. I've started having worrying BDSM fantasies about my female friends. Dear Deirdre, I'm worried about sexual thoughts I have about my female friends. Are you a man or a woman? Let's see. There's one in particular who I think about all the time. I think I'm falling in love with her. I'm 23 and a single male. You're not falling in love, mate. You're horny. When you're 23, you don't know the difference between the two. He's like, oh my gosh, she's so fit. I love her. No, she's just fit and you want to bang. Anyway, the problem is the fantasy is always about them dominating me. Oh, rah. They tie me up and use handcuffs. Thinking of them like this, it's the only way I can orgasm. Rah. I haven't ever had a relationship or had sex with any of them, so isn't this wrong? Sometimes I feel ashamed of what I have been thinking. Um, I mean, if it's just fantasy, then whatever. But the question to ask is, are they actually your, are they actually your friends? You know? Or are they just women you fancy and just keeping them around? 
Who knows? Um, oh, let's see if there's another one. That's disgusting. Well, there's quite a few one, a few here. Let's see, let's see how we can get through. I've been holding for 20 minutes. Okay, get another three up. Deirdre, Deirdre, I found condoms in my fiance's bag off his lad's holiday. Did he cheat? No. I mean, unless they were used condoms. Anyway, dear Deirdre, I have got it. Listen, if you guys don't use condoms, and he's got condoms on the lad's trip, even if he did a cheat, he had precautions in case he did. Anyway, dear dear, dear uh, I've got a sneaking suspicion that my fiance cheated on me during the lad's week of the way. We've been together for five years and have lived together for two. I'm 32, he's 33. I've never had any reason to doubt him before. He's a respectful cheat. Although I know he used to play the field a bit when he was younger. But last weekend he went on a stag do. With some mates to an Airbnb in Cornwall, trust me, they didn't have sex with anyone. We're in the Airbnb for a stag. It says bare men there. Maybe they might, he maybe banged one of his mates. Anyway, originally the trip was meant for Amsterdam, but COVID made that too complicated. I was relieved at the change of plan. Part of me worried about what the boys might get up to in the red light district. While my fiance was away, I felt fine. I had a nice time catching up with friends. I suppose he didn't message me much, but I'm not clingy and we both like our own space. <laughs> when he came back, he had to go straight to work. I couldn't find my phone charger, so I went rummaging through his suitcase to borrow his. But as I poured his clothes out to the bed, a sealed pack of condoms fell out. So sealed. <laughs> so not even open. What do you reckon do? He had like 10 packs of condoms and he went through nine. I was so shocked I felt sick. I got a coil and haven't used condoms for a year. I've wanted to say something but I don't know how to bring it up. He's acting normally, telling me all about the trip and what his friends did. A couple of them did sleep with local girls. What if he did too? Part of me is scared to hear the truth. If he admits to cheating, my wedding will be off. But I'm becoming more frustrated and angry every day. He's eating me up. My gut says he's taking me for a mag. Should I throw him out or demand an explanation? You can't just throw him out without an explanation. Why is it one or the other? You get an explanation and you find out. What if you find out, oh yeah, the condom's there because it was my mates. I'm giving them to him this weekend. He left them. Could be something really innocent. I bought condoms because we was playing a prank but I didn't get used in the end. So I was going to get my money back. Well, no, I'm get my money back. It cost me, I don't even know how much condoms cost. But yeah. <laughs> it, cost, it cost me a cent. Okay. You know what I mean? You might just go out here and throw this out. Didn't you? You could blow up a good relationship because of you. you, you know, your, your suspicion. You're not going to talk to him about it. Just suspect. You know how mad that is? Mental. Just talk to him. Granted, he may have just banged some local women bareback. Who knows? But you need to talk to him. Alright. Alright. Next one. 
for the creepy one and then the semi-final slash serious one. <laughs> Strong feelings. I think I might have fallen in love with my niece. Get out. Dear Deidre, I might have become far too close for comfort with my niece. This is so mental. She's my brother's stepdaughter. You've created an element of legitimacy to this. But how long have you known her for? If you've known her since she was a little kid, then you're a creepy, creepy bastard. But if you met her when she was 25, don't hear this more. It's my, uh, my girlfriend's daughter. And like, you're the same age as her. Like, I don't know, let's get more details. She's my brother's stepdaughter, so we are not blood related. She's 28, I'm 55. Uh, gross age gap. As she's grown up, it's been hard not to notice what a beautiful girl she is. Don't get the wrong idea. We've certainly never had sex, but from her teenage years. Mm, creep. She's always confided in me. As she has made me feel I was important to her. Yeah, you know, like an uncle. Fucking weirdo. Um, I felt able to talk to her about my own problems, something I find difficult with most people. A few years ago, she met a guy her own age and moved in with him. I felt irrationally jealous and very upset when she stopped calling me. Yeah, see, that's when you should have caught you've got an issue. At that point. When you're jealous of your niece. I mean, the fact that you call her your niece means you don't just see her as, you know your brother's stepdaughter you see it as your niece alright so stop being a creep man recently I heard from my brother that she and her boyfriend had broken up while so glad she came to visit me and we chatted like old times she was very affectionate and gave me lots of hugs like an uncle ever since she went home I can't sort of think about her I messaged her she didn't reply I think I might be falling in love with her I bet your message was creepy as hell Scared the shit out of her. <laughs> like I said, it's only funny because she's a full-grown woman. But you're still a creepy bastard. And you just need to find a woman your own age who isn't kind of related to you. Simple. Get on the dating apps. Set the age. You know what, forget it. You clearly want to bang a younger woman. Bang a 25-year-old. Just make sure she's not your niece. So many people in the world who want to bang your relatives. Weird. Anyway, close encounter. My one-night stand tried to choke me during sex. Wow. Can't see how the consent was implied. Um, dear Deirdre, a man I met on one-night stand tried to choke me during sex. He put his hand around my neck and squeezed tight. I was so shocked that I didn't say anything. But I've been feeling disturbed ever since. I mean, I get it. You don't want to anger a person who's stroking you, right? But you got to say something. Um, I'm like, but as the choky guy, mate, he's into it, isn't it? Or you put your hand near her neck, caress it a bit, then give it a little squeeze. You can't just go straight for the choke. Old Homer and Bart Simpson. Anyway, I'm 27. He was 24. And we met at a party last week and he seemed nice. He offered to walk me home as I was quite drunk. I invited him in. We chatted on the sofa. Then we had consensual sex. But the choking wasn't consensual. He just did it. 
as though it was a normal part of intercourse. Afterwards, he chatted as if nothing had happened. He pre- no previous partner's ever done anything like that to me. I find it painful and scary. I thought it was my own fault for having sex with a stranger. Nah. Can't blame yourself for that. I mean, if you don't know someone, then random sex stuff might happen. But, like I said, you can't just go for a casual chunk. You know? That really is a kind of... You talk about on the date. You know, imagine if you was at the party and you were saying, yeah, I'm really, really kinky, love it when a guy chokes me. And then he choked you. You can't be mad at him. But if you're literally like, oh, right. This is like real lemons and this lemonade. Crazy. And then he chokes you. Like, come on, bruv. Relax. <laughs> uh, right, what? So I have one more. My ex-girlfriend is still forcing me to have sex with her. How? Is she bigger than you? She's pinning you down. Maybe you could just delete. Aha, I see. Here you go. Because I'm such a... What's the word? Heterosexist. I got this all wrong. Dear, dear, dear my ex-girlfriend forcibly had oral sex with me after I broke up with her. I'm a gay woman. Age 19. She's now 23. And was my first lover. I see. We live in the same shared house. We've seen each other for a few months. Since then, she keeps coming to my bedroom and making me have sex. She's very rough, and I'm sore and in pain. I can't move out because of my contract. I mean, you can move out. I mean, it's not written in your contract, but if your flatmate is sexually assaulting you, that's usually a reasonable ground to break the contract. So, do that, okay? Um, that's crazy. Yeah, just don't really think of that element, right? Of, um, don't think of the lesbian perspective or anything. When it comes to domestic violence, sexual assault, even a trans debate. I was speaking to uh, another podcaster about that. About how some lesbian women feel pressured to date trans women, if, even though they still have a penis. I've been a lesbian, liking women, and then people go, she's a woman, and she's got a massive wang, and you have to touch her penis. Mental. But, I mean, it's not controversial. Just say you don't like that thing. That's it. I think that's the thing. People got to just not worry about the names you get called. If you don't feel you're that name. Don't worry about it. Or if you are that name, then just say, okay, that's what I am. And then just bounce along. The only times I've been put in a corner, because I'm going, oh, you're a hypocrite. And I just go, so? Oh, yeah, all right, so what? Then they're like, um, that was meant to be the knockout punch. You're a hypocrite. Oh, am I? I've been called, well, loads of, I've been called sexist once, and I said, how am I sexist? The person explained, and I went, oh. I guess I am. <laughs> you know, what do you do? What do you do after that? I didn't even think I was, but I was like, if that's your definition for that situation, then I guess I am. And then you just... you got nothing. So, if someone calls you a name, and you don't mind being called that name, just shrug it off. Go, oh, alright, still like you, but alright.
move on. Anyway, people, I think that's the end of the pod. This has been a real struggle pod. Um, and so you can hear this one snoring into the microphone rudely. But anyway, people, that is the end of the pod. Feature our special guest. Can you hear that, people? The pod's going to play out with the sounds of Zadie snoring. Wonderful. Peace, people.